Hello and welcome to another Win Daily Sports Show. My name is Michael Brazil. I have my men here with me, Sian Ajad and Joel Shrek. We are going to be breaking down the WGC Dell Technology Match Play Tournament Invitational Content. Whatever it is, it's a lot of words. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. Get your brackets ready because all of ours were busted this weekend and we get to do it again. Cannot wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you haven't already and you're watching on YouTube, please hit the like button. We would really, really appreciate that. If you're listening on the podcast, five-star review. It's the easiest thing in the world. Just click, bang, five stars. We're good to go. See, how are you doing this week, buddy? I'm good. When you when you started naming the name of this tournament, it gave me visions of, or I should say nightmares of the, what was it? The World Golf Championship, yeah. mm-hmm. Workday Championship yep. at the concession. And yes. I'm like, all right. No, it's a little much. No, we're gonna do. We're gonna go back to the to the drawing board and rename this next year. But uh, I am actually really excited about this. I mean, uh, I think we were talking before the show. Our March Madness, our classical March Madness mm-hmm. brackets, basketball wise, are all pretty much dead. I mean, but I guess like everybody's is dead. So maybe we're exactly. still in it. Like yep. I, I haven't even looked. I'm so discouraged. So I don't know. Maybe I'm like sitting in like fifth place and I don't even know it. But. Uh, fat chance there, but these brackets I'm actually genuinely excited about. When I was filling them out a couple days ago, I was like, this is fun. This is cool. Now, will it play out as cool? Like, does match play play out cool on TV? Not really, especially when you get down to like the final four, like, you know, on Sunday, it's like you got four guys, you know, and you're yeah. kind of waiting a lot in between shots. But the betting opportunity, if DFS is one thing. Okay, we'll talk about that. But the betting opportunity for this, I think, is really great. Like the head-to-heads, the coming out of the group, the outrights. Like there's so many ways to bet this, and you can just really lock in on one guy versus one guy. I really think there's an edge betting this week. It should be fun. The live betting, I'm assuming, is going to be electric as well. I know we've hit a couple live bets here um, between the three of us on on some golf. So always love to see it. Joel, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing well. I. Uh... I'm pretty excited. Listen, like, like we said, all of our brackets are completely destroyed from the NCAA tournament. We get a redo this t- starting tomorrow morning with the golf, which we're all like more anyway, so it's way better. And, uh, and I'm pretty pumped because there is some strategy, I think, outside of you know what we normally look at with strokes gained and course history this week that should help us, I think, in edge just picking rosters that I think maybe a lot of the public won't figure out that if you're listening to the show, we'll give you and hopefully helps us all win some money. I love to hear that. If you haven't already, make sure to follow them at Sinajad at DraftMaxReflex. You can follow me at Michael Brazil one You can follow us at Win Daily Sports. Um, so print your brackets out. And, and see, you make a really good point before we actually get to the golf aspect of it. Everybody's bracket's destroyed. So is anybody's bracket destroyed? Like, that's perfect. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, if we're all destroyed, then we all probably still like unless you're like me and you had Illinois winning it all. Like, I can't win now because they got dropped out way too soon. But if you have Gonzaga or Baylor or Michigan, like, you're still wide open. So, so yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I put I probably put a total of five brackets in various tournaments and. It's funny because normally I have like 11 because I yeah. put all my eggs mm-hmm. in all of the baskets. But in this case, <laughs> I definitely had Illinois taking it down like at least in two yeah. of the five. But I do know I had Gonzaga because of their path was so easy. I do. I know, mm. I know I had them and I'm pretty sure I had them against Baylor in one. So maybe Ooh. I need to give that one a second look and be like, all right, well, you know, this one has a shot. So I'm, I'm actually now fingers. I'm suddenly excited again because there's a chance yep. I have two of my finals teams available. And honestly, once I look, I'll probably be like, oh. I was wrong. Not Baylor. It was Iowa. 
It is going to be another incredible betting weekend. I had so much fun this last weekend with all the basketball games. It was amazing. And we have more basketball games and golf. Uh, Joel, are, are any of your brackets still even like, you know, on respirators at least? I, mean, I have Gonzaga winning in two, but okay. I think I had them against Illinois and against Oklahoma State. So it's probably unlikely. Ah, uh, yeah. Illinois. Okay. Well, that was fun. <laughs> a good time. At least you had a good time. Uh, I did a lot of live betting this weekend with all the tournament games. Anytime there was a top seed that was down, I was like, oh, I'm going to jump on them. Plus 121, plus 150. I didn't win many of those, but it was fun. And that's the important part. So we no, got more real quick. Yeah. I, I did that too. It, yeah. I was taking a lot of live bets with, with teams that like seemed to be the, the favorite because of seating. And Illinois. I well, oh, over Loyal Chicago. I threw a bet on that one. That didn't work. There was plenty of those. Uh, I even took uh, a BYU live when they were down big to UCLA, and they just ended nice. up getting down bigger. Yeah. So, but but the point is, um, it's funny because I think you know I know we're gonna get to golf, but like these seeds, and I'm not blaming the committee. It's really hard to do this, but like mm-hmm. these seeds basically don't matter anymore yes. unless you're talking about like a 16 a 15 or a 14 seed like they really truly don't matter and by the way that's a nice segue to golf because mm-hmm. don't even look at the seeds next to these players names they don't matter you'll see that there's guys that are playing really well like jordan spieth and guys that are playing really poorly but still have a high seed because the world golf rankings go for a two-year span so like ignore the seeds play the player yes. well 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 i agree the seeds don't matter the salaries do, and that's actually going to be really important this week, is finding – so that when we look through this bracket, which we're going to do, right, is finding the guys who you think have a shot at a good salary. Because you're obviously going to want some of the top salary guys. Like It's an obvious stars and scrubs week because it's going to be hard to fade all the top guys. And so then we're going to have to find the guys that have a shot to win that are a value. So while, yes, we're not really looking at seeds, we, we do want to look at each, each quadrant and see what lower seeds have a realistic shot that, or ones we like to come out. I love it. I love it. And so this is going to be uh, one of the wackier tournaments we're ever going to see, right? So it's match play. And on top of that, then it's 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 a bracket system. Do they just do the bracket because it's right around March Madness? Is this like a normal thing? I don't remember this one. Yeah, I think match play is normally around this time. And I, I assume it's because of March yeah. Madness that, that that's how they do it. But I actually don't know the answer to that question. Give me another excuse to fill out a bracket. I will fill out a bracket. So mm-hmm. um, I guess, Sia, we'll just start with you. And, and can you just explain what the hell we're doing here? Like, for, explain match play to me. Because I've done a million of these shows with you. I think we talked match play on one or two of them. I have no idea how it works. Sincerely, yeah, well, zero freaking idea how it works. Well, in this case, what you need to know is that just like March Madness, you have different regions, if you will. They're, they're not named because honestly, like golf hasn't really. Like, I thought they PGA were. Tour named. hasn't really. No, they, they're not actually. They, they're oh. not. Well, that is not what like you'll joke? see. Yeah, that's not uh, what you'll see on most of the brackets. Like in, okay. in the shows that I've done already, like the, they're just called like the Dustin Johnson region and the Justin Thomas region and stuff like that because they don't have any clever names at this point. But um, basically you have group play. So you have four golfers in, in each of the, the group play pods, for lack of a better word to use. And then out of that, out of those four, a player emerges and then that player go in, that player's already in the Sweet 16. And then it's just like, it's just like any other bracket where, you know, you're playing one guy at that point and then you advance to the Elite Eight, the Final Four, and the Final Two. Now, everybody in the first group, in, in that first group of four, everybody plays everybody. Round robin, you, you get a point for a victory, you get a half a point for a have, and obviously zero points for, you know, not you know, not winning at all. So mm-hmm. you add up the points, whoever has the most points at the end of group play, they go in. So that's that's sort of like how the system works. Now, what you need to think about from a DFS standpoint is you got to take guys from both sides of the bracket 
and you have to take them in equal share if you want to create an optimal lineup. Because what you don't want to have have is two of your six players in DraftKings to be facing each other mm-hmm. in the Sweet 16. It's like, I mean, I suppose that could work out ultimately, but it probably won't. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, you want to you want to stay optimal as long as possible, which means you probably want to have three guys on one side. Let's call it the DJ side. Three guys on one side in the elite eight. Okay, three guys on the other side in the elite eight. That that means at least you can guarantee that you have a shot at you know a four for four in the final four, and that you have si- a shot at, of six of your eight players in that elite eight. Mm-hmm. And that's so that is going to make it way more interesting, right? Because we have the four regions. So you you have to take somebody from each region. It sounds like it's very mm-hmm. difficult not to sounds like you could screw up royally that way. And then you just have two extra guys that you kind of have to take from one of these two regions, understanding that it's impossible for them to make the final four. But as you said, CA, you need them to make the elite eight because that's right. the way you score the most. This is going to be wild. Like I'm very excited. Uh, this is going to be crazy. Joel, anything, anything to add from what CA said there? Because this this is going to be fun. Man. Yeah, I think one other thing to keep in mind is, is you know, completely disregard the, the normal thought process of, you know, you get more points for birdies and eagles. And that means nothing in, in match play. So, you know, we really need to focus – the real thing here is picking winners. And uh, the history here has shown that there's going to be surprises, right? It's not going to be all just chalk. So um, I think that the way we're going to get an edge this week is by finding value, right, is in DraftKings pricing – you know, which guys are going to be a little bit underpriced where we can get as close to an optimal lineup as we mm-hmm. can. Yeah. And, and it, go going. ahead. No, I was going to say, as far as DraftKings scoring, Joel's right. Like, you, you need your guy to survive in advance. But they do, like, you, you do want to look at the rules. I think we I put them in, in our Discord channel. They're, they're up on DraftKings. You can Google them. But, you know, it's it's plus three points for a hole that's one. It's if, if, you, if you have a hole, it's 0.75. If you lose a hole, it's negative 0.75. I think the only thing maybe to pay attention to, because, again, you just want your player to survive. If he survives, that means he's making birdies. That means he's doing all the things that's going to get you the DraftKings scoring. But... What's interesting here is holes not played are worth 1.6. And what that means is you can be, Michael, you might not know this. You can be done with a match by, by hole, let's say like 14, because you're mm-hmm. up so big, it doesn't make sense to play, play holes uh, 15, 16, 17, 18. Well, in that case, like if you think Bryson's going to crush the field, for example, or DJ has such an easy bracket in his first you know round of group play, those 1.6 points, I mean, that's something to think about. Like if you have a guy that you think is going to, I mean, you'd probably be picking that guy anyway, but you should know that you're getting extra points for those holes that aren't even played to the to the winning golfer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is going to be so much fun. So I, um, if you're watching, we have the bracket. If you're listening, sure, I could just link a bracket somewhere so you could check it out. So it is broken up into four regions, just like March Madness. Uh, this is the, oh, I think I figured it out, Sia, the WGCTMP. How's that? I mean, okay. Sure. <laughs> Good enough. All right. Um, let's start up in the top left-hand corner. So, Sia, you were talking about it before. That's Dustin Johnson's region. So, Dustin Johnson, um, Sungjae M, Webb Simpson, and Tyrrell Hatton are the, the four highest seeds in the region. And then they each have three with them. So, uh, how do you guys want to do this? Do you want to just go pod by pod and kind of pick who we like? Or what? Mm-hmm. what is – okay. So, first one. Yeah. Dustin Johnson, Kevin Na, uh, Mr. McIntyre, and Adam Long. Sia, I guess we'll start with you. And then, wait, so then the the DFS pricing aspect also plays a major factor. This is going to be nuts. I am excited. Yeah, so, so because my, you have my, to still under the salary, right? Like, you can't just, you know, so, okay. 
This is my thought. Fun. My thought is to make the bracket, and this is how I chose my DFS team. And, and I, to be honest with you, I didn't play as many DFS teams this week as last week because there are so many implications yeah. to you know picking certain guys that you like or, or don't like because of how the bracket sets up. But to, to, to your point, the way I built it, I, I did the bracket first, and then I looked at my bracket, and I, I started kind of from the inside out, like the final two, the final mm-hmm. four. And, and I said to myself, like, who are these guys that are indispensable that I need on my DraftKings team? If I have Bryson versus Patrick Reed in the final, for example, those are expensive guys, but they're indispensable because on my bracket, they're in the final. Okay, so then build out from there. Who are the next indispensable guys? And then what you'll end up having to do is take some chances where you didn't necessarily want to take a chance in the bracket, but but you have to take a chance on, on a DraftKings standpoint and take the 6,700 guy or the 7,100 guy just to make it work. What you have to make sure that you do though is have those three and three on each side of the bracket so that they can all potentially be optimally be in that final eight i love it this is gonna be nuts all right let's start with this yeah yeah this one is uh let's start with this top one dustin johnson kevin nah mcintyre adam long see ya i mean dustin johnson but is there anything else to talk about here uh no the only to me and we'll hear what joel has to say but to me the only argument would be for kevin nah here the problem with arguing kevin nah and michael this is something we probably should have let off for the people that don't know is you're playing no that's okay you're playing 18 holes wednesday that's tomorrow morning 18 holes thursday 18 holes friday this assumes you advance uh, Mm -hmm. past friday well you'll you'll play those 18 holes those first three days regardless if you advance you're playing 36 holes saturday and 36 holes sunday who do i probably not want to play seven rounds in five days. Guys who have been withdrawing with back Damn, problems. You beat right? me. I knew it. I was going to say that. Sorry. It's okay. It was practically rhetorical. It and really so that's was. Where, that's where Kevin Nog, like you can be contrarian all you want and have him over DJ, but where does that get you? Do you have Kevin Nog going in the next round? Because if you do, that makes sense. But if you don't, then you just threw away DJ for, for basically like a point. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And so what's the argument for just not taking dj here like just in general understanding that you want someone to come to the final four right so is there an argument just to kind of fade him completely not even from the pod but just from the entire region well i mean from your bracket no there's not an argument from dfs yeah i mean you don't have to have dj in there just because because he could go out in the next round or the next round after that and you you could he's so he's obviously super expensive but in the bracket to me there's not an argument to not taking dj even though he hasn't been that great lately I agree with Sia. I mean, DJ's head and shoulders the best golfer in, in this group. If you want to be contrarian to Kevin, I, I like that. He has a good history here. He does. I mean, he seems to be playing on that way. I mean, Sia's wrong. This is a lot of golfer guy with back problems. He has seemed to be a little healthier recently, if, if you want to kind of uh, ride that. Uh, but if you don't like Dustin to at least make the finals, you kind of have to fade him because of his price. Mm-hmm. So even if he advances out of this group and loses in the Sweet 16, uh, his probably won't be worth his price tag. So unless you think he's going to really compete this week, uh, just coming out of this group probably won't be enough to play DJ. That's so many holes. I don't even see him wanting to do all that. <laughs> hey, we've seen him in this spot before. It was 18, 18, 18, 36, 36. Yep, yeah. that's right. Uh, dude's got enough money. Like He's the best golfer in the world. What does he care? No, so the, there's a lot of narratives you can play here. By the way, the Masters are in a couple weeks. So like, there's a lot of people that might not want to endure the stress yeah, of seven rounds in insane. five days. So, so in, in that, you know, 
like spoiler alert, I, I have DJ going pretty far, but I don't have him in the finals because I think you do have to consider the guys that might have a chip on their shoulder. That that and again, it, we're going down narrative street. Mm-hmm. And, and but if you were going to do, if you were going to go down narrative street at 100 miles per hour, this would be the tournament to do it. So I, I like guys that have a chip on their shoulder, are really good in match play. Maybe the guys that are really good putters. There, there's a, or guys that just don't want to in, like that want to endure that that, that five day stretch as opposed to guys like like Daniel Berger or DJ that might be maybe a little shy to do that. Mm -hmm. Understandable. So we have, I think we'll just, we'll just 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 bracket wise, right? So we have DJ coming out of this first pod group, whatever we want to call it. Second one, Sunjay M, Victor Perez, Mark Leishman, Russell Henley. That's a little bit more. uh, Okay. There's some players there. Joel, we'll start with you Uh, again. Sunjay is head and shoulders in terms of seating ahead of everyone. But as Sia said, it's a two-year stretch. Sunday's been solid recently, but I know we've liked Mark Leishman. I know we've liked Russell Henley or maybe a little bit in the last few tournaments. What do you think about this pot here? And let's also not forget that that this is a Peter Dye course, and Sunday has a good history there. So this is uh, a really good fit for Sunday as well. I love Sunday here. He's going to be definitely my my target of this group. Um, maybe I'll have a few shares. I, I don't as of now, but maybe I'll look at Leishman a little, but that probably be the only guy in this group I'd consider. Okay. See ya. How about you? Yeah, I'm also on Sungjae. Uh, I think Leishman's interesting. I think it's an interesting contrarian play, and he's the type of guy that like you're probably afraid to play in a normal tournament. But here, a guy like Leishman, who you might be scared of just like just going sideways on a couple holes, that's not going to kill you because that just means he loses that hole. He could he could shoot a double bogey or a triple bogey. It doesn't matter. It's just mm-hmm. minus one on that hole. So that, that's why I got like guys like Jordan Spieth. I'm super interested in because if he's bad off the tee on one hole, so what, you know, he's making that up in every other, every other way. So uh, there's better examples than Jordan Spieth. But the point is uh, Sung JM for me. Henley's not on my radar for this one. No. Yeah, totally. I, I, I'm, that's totally a really great point. Like guys that blow up should almost be a target this week because their mm-hmm. blow ups get erased. They just lose one hole, and then they can come back the next hole, get a birdie, and win it, and then they need nothing. So, and, and 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 to add to that, Joel, you know those hotheads that I love, like there's like certain like hotheads that that I I'm a fan of just from a skill standpoint, like Terrell Hatton. Well, you're not going to get that hot. You like normally if you hit one in the water, you just have you have a bad hole. Like Terrell Hatton kind of like loses his cool, right? And you're not going to lose your cool here because because that that terrible miss, that terrible hole, it's just one hole. So mm-hmm. you just go back and you, you you crush the next shot and then you you know you've broken even after two holes. So that that's another kind of again it's like kind of like narrative building here. That's why guys like that I, I'm also fond of. Narrative Street is my favorite street, Sia. It is. Uh, it is absolutely my favorite, especially for driving a hundo down. Oh, Narrative Street yeah. is fun. I'm gonna keep track of everybody's picks and uh, we'll we'll figure out where we go in terms of the bracket. Also, Tyrrell. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, was in Macbeth and he was crazy, right? I think that was like his thing. So ah. look at you, Sia. You are incredible, my friend. <laughs> Maybe his parents knew something. Never cease to amaze me, my friend. All right, the next grouping, uh, I guess this is the 9C. So we have Webb Simpson, Paul Casey, um, Madison Hughes, and Taylor Gooch. Um, Webb's to lose, it sounds like. Sia, what do you think? Well, it's Mackenzie Hughes. Thank you. Um, but Madison's you a sure? cool name. I, Madison's yeah, a cool I'm, name. I'm, I went to James Madison. So there, that's, that's what, see, I knew it. There's a reason why I wanted to say Madison. Along with our hockey guy. What's he, yep. Tell me his name. Keith. Me. Keith is awesome. Um, okay, is so. Awesome. Take his believe, picks. If you're not tailing Keith, you're doing something wrong. Take this guy's picks. No, it's for nice. anybody watching, if, if you're not tracking our sports betting, whether it's Keith or or Mike North yep. um, or, you know, Cash with Flash mm-hmm. or, or House Cap or Steve, like, 
they're really good picks. You don't have to take them all if you don't want to. Find the ones you like and take them. But like we've been doing really well there. So our the sports betting at Windaily Sports is like kind of blowing up right now. So I think if, yeah. if you're getting into Windaily Sports, we're not just a DFS squad here. We're doing sports betting too. Keith told me to take the Devils money line um, plus one forty. They're up three to one on the Flyers right now. So. Looking good, folks. Looking good. Don't want to talk Damn too it. early. But anyway. should have checked the site. Always uh, check the lesson site. Learned. Believe Always it or not, it. believe it or not, Casey is the, is the hot commodity in this group. I understand <laughs> Webb Simpson probably has the better pedigree, particularly on the PGA Tour. But Paul Casey has been red hot. I mean, he, he won in Dubai just, I don't know, four or five weeks ago. He's been top tenning almost every tournament. His ball striking is amazing. And yet, I'm still going to take Webb Simpson because I just think... You know, we haven't seen a lot of Webb. He's been sort of out of sight, out of mind. He's missed a cut. Um, he's been kind of average when we have seen him. But I think he's the better player. And and it's interesting because I think I'm being contrarian by taking Webb Simpson over Casey. Mm. And, and I'll be in that. I, I like to ride in that spot all day. I love it. Joel, what do you got? I'm, I'm, I think I agree with, with Sia. And I think Casey and Webb seem to be the one-two punch to come out of here. Uh, this, but this is an interesting bracket where – Hughes or Gooch could get hot, right? These are two guys that can compete. These aren't guys that I, I feel like it's only Simpson or Casey. So this is one where if you want to, you know, save some salary, take a shot on, on Hughes or Gooch, I'd be okay with it. But yeah, I, I would definitely say Webb and Casey are the two are the two favorites here. Yeah, I, I think it. taking a contrarian Gooch play is is fine. But for the record, the the, the, the higher seeds that like their rate of advancing is pretty low here. Like this is this is chaos at its finest. Like you'll see all kinds of quote lower seeds advancing, top seeds falling even in their group play. So let, let's put it this way: when you're looking at the betting numbers. There's like one or two people that are actually like minus money. I think it might be DJ and and maybe Rom that are minus money. Everybody else is at a plus number, even like the elite guys. So that goes to show you that even the, like the the top seated guys are like a forty percent shot to to win their group, maybe fifty percent at best. Love it. I am here for the chaos. I am always always here for the chaos. So I wrote Webb Simpson down. We'll rock with him. Uh, the last piece of the what is called here the Sam Snead division in the Jack Nicholas conference. Uh, Tyrrell Hatton, Westwood, Garcia, and Wallace. Joel, we'll start with you. Who are you liking out of the bottom tier of this division? Yeah, so I think my favorite is definitely Hatton, but obviously we can't just play the top guy in every – so we won't be able to afford that. So we got to get different. Yeah. So I think this is a good spot where if you want to pivot to Sergio, I think Sergio could be interesting here. I mean, Sergio's been hot. He's striking the ball really well. This should be a tournament where um, it kind of suits him well in that, you know, the holes where he maybe does really poorly putting you know, maybe won't affect him as much and the ones where he just is lights out, he can get a lot of wins. So I think this should, this should shape up well for Sergio this week, especially if, if this is a spot where we're going to find value. If you want to go back to Lee's Westwood, I can certainly understand why. For my money, I don't think I'm going to. He's old. Uh, he's playing a lot of golf and then another extra holes this week on top of all of that. It just feels like it's it's got to wear out and it just isn't him so i'm gonna probably be fading him but i can see why you might want to play him awesome and see how about you yeah i'm on terrell hatton as well I'm, I'm definitely one of the members of his fan club but but i will say this sergio is going to be the more popular guy here i'm like i'm i'm banking on it his ownership percentage is going to be greater than terrell hatton's and, and it's partly because his match play record is great it's really good um his Ball striking has been great. It's been better than Terrell Hatton. He also has a home in, in near, I think it's in Austin. I think it's near this course. So, I mean, it's kind of like home field for him and he's a good match play guy. But for me, I, I, I just prefer, I think Hatton just is the better golfer, not by much, but he's also a better putter. And part of 
the thing I'm going to lean on when it's a tie is the better putter, particularly in this tournament, because they are pressure putts in match play. So give me the better putter here. Give me Terrell Hatton. I love it. Um, so looking at this one more time. So we have this 116, this 8, 9 matchups. What I have here are Dustin Johnson, uh, Sung J.M., Webb Simpson, and then Teal Hatton, uh, Sergio Garcia. So we'll start at the top half because you guys were in, in unison there. DJ or Sungjae, I assume we're going DJ. It sounded like Joel was going Sungjae. I'm going to take Sungjae. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, and I'll tell you this, if we're we're trying to do like a universal bracket, I had DJ over Sungjae, but I had him after crossing out Sungjae. So I'm kind of like... Kind mm-hmm. of like, obviously, DJ's the better golfer. But, but again, we've talked about the motivations. And Sungjae is a pretty consistent guy. I do prefer DJ. But if Joel wants to take Sungjae, I'll, I'll ride with him there. I love it. And then the bottom half, Webb Simpson and Tyrrell Hatton slash Sergio Garcia. How about you, Joel? We'll stick with you again. So uh, I'm I'm going to think uh, Garcia to come out of this bracket. See ya. Okay, so if, if, it's, if it's whoever be... be Okay, so it's between Hatton and Garcia. Yeah, give me Garcia over Webb Simpson. I love it. And then Sungjae and Garcia. So yeah, we'll let you. Yeah, I guess this was Joel's whole bracket anyway. Yeah, Joel, what are you thinking? This is a tough one for me. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take Sungjae. So I I would be hard. uh, What am I thinking of? I would be... I don't know. I assume that means you're going to play a lot of Sung JM if you think he's going to run through this tournament, this side of the bracket, right? I, I think, you know, the way I'm looking at it, I'm power ranking, right? Exactly how we just did it is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to power rank by group, and then I'm going to take the stages of groups, and that's how I'm going to make my pick. So Sung J in this bracket is going to be my high, most highly owned guy, but it's going to be pretty close with Sergio. And then I guess who are some other guys that you, you both think would make sense to at least, as you said, like we need at least two golfers from two regions. So who are some other guys, right? Like it, it sounds like you're going to want to take someone at the top, tippy top of the bracket. You don't want to take two people that are going to be playing each other in the sweet 16. We'll call it. So top and the bottom half of the bracket um, in, in each division, Joel, is there anybody else um, from that bottom half? It sounds like you'd be interested in Sergio Garcia, potentially like wh- what are some other plays that you guys are looking at in terms of the DFS side? Because now there's this whole other layer. I'm in love. I'm absolutely in love. They should do every tournament like this. Joel, what do you got? I, I think the, the plays here are, are – I think the main one's going to be Casey. I think you can afford him. I think he's, he's, he's a good chance to come out of his group. Uh, so I think that would be my, my top play after Sergio coming from that, that side of the bracket. Okay. And how about GCO? Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, all these guys we're talking about right now are pretty affordable too. Sungjae included. He's 8,800 on DraftKings. So whether it's Sergio, Casey, or Sungjae, you are saving some money. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean – you're, I wouldn't say you're saving some money. It depends on what top tier guys you have to go along with it, but their their price isn't prohibiting you from taking them. Let's put it that way. I love it. This is my favorite one we've ever done, guys. Um, all right, let's look at the bottom half, the Gary Player division, apparently, of the WGCDTMP. Ah, <laughs> they should hire me to do this stuff. That was um, amazing. Th- thank you, thank you. Uh, this top little pod, I guess we'll call it, we got Bryson, Tommy Fleetwood, um, Mr. Kim, and Rosner, frig is Rosner? <laughs> no, it's funny. I didn't know who he was either. I actually looked yeah. him up earlier today. I'm like, who is this guy? I was gonna say we've done a lot of shows together. I should know many, many more golfers, but I don't know who's this guy. I don't know. He's French, and he's actually pretty good. I looked up his history. He's been doing well on the European tour. 
Uh, did I cut out there? No, you're good. Uh, no, we heard I'm you. just confused. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Well, I guess, Joel, we'll start with you. Who are you liking out of this top, uh, this top half of the top part of the bracket? Yeah, so this top piece, I think it's pretty competitive with Bryson, Fleetwood, Kim, and um, we don't, I'm not really counting Roser in there, but the three of them should be pretty competitive. So, um, you know, Bryson's been on a streak, and, and match play seems like a really good fit for Bryson as, you know, he's going to give himself a lot of opportunities to win holes with really good drives, and he'll be in a really strong position. So uh, I'm definitely going to have my exposures to Bryson this week. Um, and, and my way of getting different here, I probably will have a little bit of Siwoo as well. I think Siwoo does well on Peter Dye courses, and you know when he gets hot, uh, he's as good as anybody. I love it. How about you, Sia? Yeah, I agree with the argument uh, of Siwoo, but I mean, it's probably going to be all Bryson for me. I, th- I just think he's tailor-made uh, in this tournament to really get really far. And by the way, part of this match play thing, there's a few guys in this tournament that I think are kind of intimidating, like literally intimidating from a match play standpoint. I mean, Bryson's going to be hitting it further than anybody. He's he's good with the putter. It, it's just, it puts you in a position. If, if, if he's already gone off the tee and he's just like crushed one, it puts you in a position where you're already pressing before you've hit your first shot. And I just think when it comes to Bryson yeah he might have some errant shots here and there he might lose a couple holes here and there because he's like trying to go for a par four in one but like he might win the next three holes because he's just that much better than most of the people and usually when he's in the rough it's like he's hitting it out of the fairway because he's so strong getting it out of there so I I just don't think the guys in this group are going to be able to be able to overcome that I think uh I made a complete like 180 on Bryson hated him thought he was the worst now I think it's hysterical. Now I'm like 100% in. I guess there was a petition to make you know him cheering on that hole the other day. They, they wanted that to become the PGA Tour logo now. like There's just so much shit, and it's hysterical, and he kind of leans into it now before he was like roiding out. I think he's kind of calmed down. Maybe he's off his cycle, so uh, he's not going as crazy. But um, I think I'm in. I think I'm in on Bryson. I think it's hysterical. It's just like a giant bro meathead just fucking bombing balls, which we all wish we could do. Right, and, we all and, wish we could do. He, and he, there are no there. giant bro meatheads in exactly, golf, which makes right? him so fascinating. It's I mean, funny. the closest the closest we had to that was Brooks Kepka. Yep. And unfortunately, he's been injured, which really sucks. But there's nobody. Nobody. Bryson is cartoonish. I mean, exactly. It, and that, that's not meant to be disrespectful, because again, mm-hmm. he leans into it. I mean, it's it's when you're watching him, it, it honestly almost seems like an action hero. It's mm-hmm. like what is what what happens next? It's like a movie. It's awesome. I love it. I, I love it. I completely turned around. I'm in, and now I, I I love it. And he's still crazy too, right? He can absolutely. We've we've talked about it. We've seen it. He could totally. I mean, in this one, it's going to be weird, but he could go 75, 76, be out of the tournament, and not even make the cut. So, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so we have. I'll just go with Bryson coming out of that one. The bottom half of the five twelve matchup: Tony Finau, Jason Kokrak, Will Zalatoris, Dylan Fratelli. Now this is interesting. Because these are like four pretty capable golfers, especially in understanding, right? So it's a two-year window. So that's probably why Will Zalatoris is not a very high number. That's why Dylan Fratelli is not a very high number. Uh, Sia, we'll start with you. How do you like this uh, foursome? Uh, it's good. You're right. Uh, I, honestly, it's an astute observation because I think a lot of people, Michael, would have just sort of dismissed Fratelli at the very least and and maybe even Will Zalatoris in this group. Or I should say maybe Jason Kokrak. But um, as much as I like Will Zalatoris, I actually think Tony Finau is the guy to pick here. So I'll, I'll, I'll keep it short. I think Tony Finau, obviously, if you if you look at his recent history, he's been really great. Maybe you don't think he's a great match play guy. That's fine. But that doesn't mean he's not going to beat these three guys in advance in, in the group. So that, I'm on Tony Finau. 
and it's he he doesn't lose till it's like the last couple holes on Sunday anyway. So if we and, just and, get there, that's a positive. And to your point, you know, I wonder if this I wonder if match play helps him. I mean, historically it hasn't, but I wonder if the pressure is a little different for him heading to the final because he's not worried about like mm-hmm. being on top of 144, 154 man field. Interesting. How about you, Joel? Yeah, I think this is an interesting one. I think listen, I, I mean I agree with you in that Fino's the best player in this group and he's definitely won the target, but I think this is a group where we can find someone different that can out um, and, and be a little and not go for the favorite, maybe save some salary. So uh, one thing to think about is Fratelli. I think, you know, I read somewhere he went to college near this course. It's maybe a little bit more familiar for him. So if you want to buy into that, into that narrative at 6,500, uh, this is where you can really cram in your, you know, DeChambeau's, maybe your DJs if you want to and, and round it out with someone like a Fratelli. Um, I also like Jason Cockrick. I think he's just playing so well right now. His, his game is is in really good form. And this should be a course, uh, this should be a style of play that does really well for him where, you know, he can have those holes where he you know does really well. And if he does blow up on a hole, it won't make a difference. And by the way, Jason Kokrak, uh, I, I don't know if it's Kokrak or Kokrak. I think it's Kokrak, but it doesn't matter. It's still Kokrak's fun to say. Yeah, it's fun to yeah. say regardless, actually. <laughs> but, but the point is, his last three tournaments, and these aren't like slouch fields at the players, API, and WGC, nine, ninth, eighth, and ninth. And we know he's prone to the bad hole, you know, here and there. I mean, a lot of these golfers are, so that's kind of whatever. But, like, top tenning, you know, now you're in match play, so you can have a couple of those. I mean, he's striking the ball really well. So I I, I think Jason Coker, he's 7,500 on DraftKings, so he's a little bit more expensive than Fratelli. But that's also a really smart play. I mean, honestly, I have Tony Finau emerging from the bracket, but he's probably not going to touch my DraftKings. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. th- in other words, I have him advancing here, but he's not one of the six guys I'm going to put into my lineup. So I'm glad Joel mentioned the, the price of those other guys because they're value for sure. Absolutely. And if it's one thing, right, as we were talking about before, if you're going to fade Bryson there, you're totally fine taking a golfer out of this bracket be- or this this part of the bracket because they still have the opportunity to make it to the Elite Eight. Again, there's that extra you know, couple layers of needing to figure this stuff out. So this is fun. I wish we did this more often, guys. Uh, moving down, Victor Hovland, uh, Mr. Answer, Weisberger, and Kevin Streelman. Who's Weisberger? Have we seen him recently? We have. Really? We have. Yeah. It's, it's Weisberger. Um, where did, yeah, where the hell him. would you, where did we Actually, see him? Actually, recently. Recently. He's, he's, did he's we talk on... about him? Not really. Oh, okay. I only know the guys you talk about, so I don't feel that bad. Then. Right, so so he's, in, he's in all the tournaments, but yeah, we never talk about it. He's, okay. He really cool, ever cool. makes our picks. But cool, yeah. cool, cool. Um, so this one's interesting as well, right? Victor Hovland, hot as anything. I mean, he he was at least the last couple. He hasn't been, you know, he wasn't scorching like he was a few ago. Abraham Answer has been great. Again, I don't even know who Visebega is. And Kevin <laughs> Shulman, we talk about him all the time. Uh, Joel, we'll start with you. Who do you have emerging from this part of the bracket? Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Streelman, so that's, that's a pretty big fade for me. Um, I think Abraham Answer is going to be really popular. He's, he's Did he win last year? Or he, he's been he's done really well here before. He does well on Peter Dye courses. I think he has a home in the area. So I think a lot of people really like him, especially at his price. You can fill out your rosters. Um, I do. I like him as well. I might not be as overweight on him just because I think it's a spot to get different and kind of a, a little bit of a random field. So guys that are too chalky that seem obvious – uh, maybe not the my my favorite approach. Um, Hovland's been playing really well. I think I'll definitely have some shares of Hovland. I'm definitely not going to fade him. And you know what? I, I might have a ticket or two on Wiesberger this week. Uh, you know this. I, I he's he's his recent form. I think his last tournament he played pretty well. Um, 
it's more of a shot in the dark than it is anything strategic, but I, I kind of like them. Sincerely, we've done a year's worth of these shows. I have no <laughs> idea who this guy is. Sia, what do you got coming from this part? I got to go with my guy, Hovland. I, I like Answer as well, and all those things are true about him having a, a home here, and this is this is his home base, and he's good in match play, but I think Hovland is... is Answer is a tier below what what I would consider like a, an elite golfer. Not, I'm not talking like top five golfer. I'm talking like, you know, a top 20, a guy that can in good fields could contend in the top two. He's a, he's a, he's just below that tier. Hovland on the other hand is in that tier at this point, in my opinion. So I got to go with the, I mean, I'm, I'm a Hovland guy, so you're not going to get me off that. Uh, you're not going to get me off that stoop, if you will. Just based on the way you said that, I have a question for you, Stia. Would yeah. you rank answer ahead of Ryan Palmer? Oh, hmm. how dare you? Because I, now I have to potentially sully the good name of Ryan Palmer. Hmm. Okay. The answer is, no uh, one intended. Uh, uh, yeah, that's close. Yeah, answer. Well, if I'm looking for stability, I think answer is the guy. If I'm looking for a guy in one DFS tournament to go out there and potentially put up a top five, I honestly might lean Ryan Palmer. It depends on the sample size is where I'm going with that. I like that. What's a stoop? It's a stoop. Uh, so back in the day, like when like presidents would give their speeches or they would like they were running and there was like no media, like I'm talking in like the George Washington days, they okay. would like people would gather around a stoop and they would hear the orations of, of uh, elite uh, politicians. But what is a stoop? You just told me that oh. they used to stand on them. Like, what's a stoop? Yeah, it's like a, it's like a it's like a rock. It's like a bench. You're like on the stoop. It's like something you, you sit on. <laughs> I'm glad I asked that question. Might be uh, made of wood, granite. Who knows? Yeah. Hey, hey George Washington, the elites. <laughs> I love it. Uh, all right. Last part of this bracket in the Gary player division of get ready for it. The WGC DTMP. Mm -hmm. uh, we got Colin Morikawa, Billy Horschel, Max Homa, and JT Poston. Some names we know, some names we love, some people we talk about all the time. Sia, I'll kick it to you. Who you like in here? Yeah, I think most people are going to like Colin Morikawa. His ball striking is awesome. Uh, his putter is a little inconsistent. Uh, but for me, I, I think I I'm going with, you know, it's a little bit narrative-y, but like Max Homa. I just think he's the type of guy that's going to really grind it out here. And his finishes, I mean, he's coming off a miscut, but before that, 10th, 22nd, 1st, 7th. I mean, he's really found like a place here in, in, in that like really hot golfer range. And I, and I think it's going to stick for a while. So while most people are going to be on Colin Morikawa and they're going to be paying that price in DraftKings, I'm going to be on Max Homa and paying the 7,400. And that was what I was going to bring up. This is probably the biggest discrepancy we've seen in terms of the DraftKings pricing so far in terms of someone that you'd be willing to play. Mm -hmm. uh, Max Homa's in the 7K range while Colin Morikawa is like 10-4. So that makes right. it much easier to, again, fill in. Because, again, if you're going, you think Bryson is just going to run train through this and hold you know, part of the bracket, maybe you don't want to pay the 10-4 for Colin Morikawa. You can get down and kind of just hope Max Homa comes out and does his thing. Because as we saw, Colin Morikawa just took down the tournament, the API, right? Only mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago. But the week before that, he had some of like the worst putting that like like you and I we would it was like whoa dude you're bad so like it, it that, that's a possibility to come back Joel how about you who you like in the bottom of this uh, you know funny I enough I have the exact same take on this part portion as the I uh, you know Morikawa was the favorite he's the one you should play but for pricing reasons on, on on DK I think I would I would prefer to take my shot at Homa in this portion uh, where I think he's he's got a good shot the way he's planning to come out of here. 
I love it. All right. So Sia, I took all your picks for the bottom of this ha- uh, uh, bracket because we did Joel's on top. So Bryson and Finau, who are you taking? Yeah, it's got to be Bryson. And Hovland versus Homa? Uh, it's a tough one, but I'm going to go with the consistency of Hovland. And Bryson and Hovland. I like Hovland, but I love Bryson. So give Ooh. me Bryson. So half of CS, half of the final four for the Windelli Sports podcast. Uh, Sung J M and Bryson D Shambeau. So this should be a fun one. All right, we'll go to the top right half of the bracket. This is the Ben Hogan division. Let's pop this bad boy on the screen for everybody watching here. So the top uh, pod we have Justin Thomas, Louis Ustazen, uh, Mr. Kistner, and Matt Kuchar or Kuchar. Depends on how you like to say it. Uh, Joel, we'll start with you. Who are you liking from this top part? Yeah, this feels like one of the more competitive uh, portions of the bracket. I know a lot of people are going to like Kisner this week because mm-hmm. he's historically done really well in these match play tournaments. Uh, same with Louis. Louis has a reputation for being a really strong match play player. Nothing to not like about JT. I mean, he's coming off a win. He's hitting the ball great. Um, the only negative that I'll say about JT is his price. I mean, if you, if you want to look at a really competitive quadrant uh you probably don't want to play the most expensive guy coming out of the most competitive quadrant uh i think even some people might even like kuchar to come out here i don't personally but i i mean i've I've read people like him this week so i think he also does pretty well in match play uh but for my money i'm going with louis this week in this quadrant louis i like that interesting yeah you make a really good point because you don't want like the if you think that the pod is the most competitive you don't want to take a guy that's at 11 2 and the possibility that he's not then going to again make it to the Sweet 16, that really hurts because you're probably not going to win your bracket that way. Like I with Illinois and Ohio State and Purdue. Fuck the Big Ten. Let me just say that. See, how about you? Who you have coming out of this part of the bracket? Um, so in my bracket, I have Justin Thomas because because I think I mean this has been dubbed like the Group of Death bracket, but it's really not. Uh, I mean, the, it's, it's, it's that's really the not. world. That's a World Cup. We can't use World Cup terms and. Like we're, we're, we're crossing too many, too many stuff's going on now. Come no, on. I'm okay with it. But I, I feel like there's other groups that are like group of death ish. This, this one doesn't qualify. And it's mostly because Kuchar's in it. And as good as Kisner is in match play, I mean, he's, he's the defending champion, I believe. But like, I just don't like when it comes to him and JT, I just don't think it's there. So if I was going to pick somebody, it would be Louis. So from a DraftKings standpoint, Louis makes a lot of sense, especially if you think he can get to the grade eight, which he would probably have to beat. You know, Spieth or Fitzpatrick, uh, the, the next group, or, or Connors, the next group we're going to talk about. Th- this is a this is a tough region. So it's just one of those things, you know, where do you want to spend your DFS money? But uh, Justin Thomas is the guy that I have in this bracket. I love it. I love it. Um, we're sticking with Joel on the top half. See, you're going to be the bottom half. All right, let's rock to the next pod. Matthew Fitzpatrick, Matthew Wolf, Corey Connors, Justin Spieth. Nope, Jordan Spieth, my bad. Um, uh, Joel. This is an interesting one too, right? This is pretty competitive. Matthew Fitzpatrick, he was what seventy two hundred a couple weeks ago. You're like, this doesn't make sense. And then he went all the way up to nine k. Jordan Spieth's actually been competitive and like capable recently, which is cool. Matthew Wolf is doing his thing. We've seen him on tour for a while now. So who are you liking out of this grouping? Yeah, so for me, the fade here is actually going to be Wolf. I just don't like his recent form. You know, he he has been well, but what I've seen from him recently, just I, I I'm having a hard time putting him in. Fitzpatrick's been great. Uh, this could hurt me, but I just think his, his price to where he kind of ranks in, in this region doesn't make sense. I don't feel like he's that big of a favorite. And that leaves me with Connors and Spieth, who I both like a lot. I love the way Connors has been playing, uh, and I, I'm leaning towards taking Connors to come out of this group. 
Mr. Connors. I like that. How about you, Sia? What do you like him? I mean, how far have we come in this podcast where I'm about to give you an Don't. answer? No, that I never. I mean, Seriously? I may as well be saying Henry Harry Higgs here. I mean, I, that's what I feel like I'm Take doing. Take his name out of your mouth, damn it. You <laughs> deserve to say it. He's doing well, by the way. I, my apologies to the Higgs family. Uh, that that I have insulted him one time too many. Um, Jordan Spieth is my guy. I mean, okay. So I just talked about how Bryson is really intimidating in this particular type of play because you're just going up against a monster hole by hole. And it's just, that's going to wear on you. Um, Jordan is the same thing. First of all, you know, he's errant off the tee. Okay, so like give his opponent, you know, one or two holes because he's just incredibly errant off the tee. But typically, even when he's errant off the tee, his irons and his and his putting is so good. So imagine when he's not errant off the tee, what his opponent is thinking. Oh, no. I have to I have to out approach and out, I have to out putt this guy the next two shots because he's better than me in both of those departments. So it's just one of those things where I just think Jordan has such an edge here and his game is really coming around. And by the way, he's not even bad off the tee anymore. That's the funny part. I'm making I'm making that a, a, like a point of contention against taking him, but he's been fine and his putter gets so red hot. And again, one of the things I'm focusing on is a guy who can make a pressure putt in in all kinds of situations whether it's at the end or in the group phase and jordan spieth is one of those guys so give me jordan that's crazy it's crazy in I, a million years it's not it's not real i don't we also have um what's up s guy he he came in at the perfect time just the perfect time for the henry harry higgs so i think I that's fantastic i hope you're doing well tonight joe um all right let's move down the bracket a little bit we have patrick cantley hideki matsuyama carlos ortiz and mr Harmon. Mr. Harmon. See, who are you liking out of this part of the bracket? Process of elimination, I like Cantley. I, I, I don't think picking Matsuyama or Ortiz is the play. If I was going to pick a sleeper, particularly from a DraftKings standpoint, it would be Brian Harmon. He's playing really well. I think his match play history is pretty good as well. But I'm, I mean, in terms of like who's the class, it's Patrick Cantley. Um, I don't love Patrick Cantley to go far, which means... Maybe you take Harmon here. Maybe, maybe, maybe that makes sense because if I don't have Cantley going far, then I'm not losing a lot of points by taking a chance on Harmon. I'm, I'm gaining probably on 60% of the field who took somebody else. So mm-hmm. um, there's an argument from a DFS standpoint for Harmon, but I think Cantley is the, is the best player here. Interesting. I have the exact same take on this one. Exact same. I'm taking Cantley. If I were going to take a sleeper, it's Harmon. Love it. That's easy. Um, moving on to the last piece of this bracket, we have building sandcastles with Patrick Reed, Joaquin Neiman, Christian Bezedenhut, and who's Watson? Ouch! Oh my god, how far is Bubba Watson from? Oh my god. That's on me. No, Who no, no. That's not Bubba's fault. That's not Bubba's fault. That's not Bubba's fault. That's it kind my of fault. is. It's, it's, it's kind of Bubba's fault. I mean, so honestly, when was the last time I saw him on a Sunday? I don't remember. I usually only watch on Sundays. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm sorry. I watch Thursdays for my first round leaders and Sundays because that's when it's interesting. So I apologize. I, I hope I wasn't taking anyone for a, you know a loop there. Like I watch the two awesome days of golf and that's about it. So that's on me. My bad though. A hand up. My bad. I should have known who Bubba Watson was. Maybe if Bubba could compete a little bit, you'd know where he was. Uh, I mean, be helpful. Uh, Joel, <laughs> Joel, who who do you like out of this piece of the bracket? That's so, bad. I, sh- I should know who Bubba Watson is, right? That's. I like. You know, I was talking. About, I actually played around in golf. I was talking a bit, a bit of time with, with my friends, and we were kind of having the conversation around like, and this is gonna be this is a little bit controversial, but I'm just gonna say it anyway, right? You you know, like Bill Pelichek does really good in football. 
but he clearly cheats, right? Like he films people and like he cheats, but it works. And so it's like, it's kind of like, well, listen, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Like when some Jeff Fisher never cheated, they never won. So great. You, you didn't cheat and never got anywhere. Jeff uh, Fisher, of, what? of all the coaches, you picked Jeff Fisher. Uh, that was interesting. <laughs> like, where does that come cheat. from? <laughs> I guess, yeah, he goes seven and nine, you know, only gets you so far. He's anyway. got good on the ground coach, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of my take on Reed, right? Like, he's he's going to find an edge in match play. He's probably going to be talking a lot of smack. He's going to get in somebody's head. He's going to fix a lie somewhere and give himself a better position where he's going to win a hole. <laughs> uh, and, that's, and Patrick Reed does that so well. Uh, I love Patrick Reed. I'm, 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 you know, spoiler alert. I'm taking Patrick Reed to come out of this whole region. So uh, Patrick Reed's my pick. If you wanted to get different, the only guy I could consider out of this group is Neiman. Neiman's been playing great. Wasn't great last week at the Honda. It was a little disappointing. If you wanted to consider him here, I wouldn't hate it. But but Reed's my guy. I love it. See, how about you? Um, I'm still stuck on the Jeff Fisher thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, no. The reason Jeff Fisher was perpetually seven and nine is because he run the ball on first down and he'd yeah. run the ball on second yeah. down and then he'd he'd run the ball on third down mm, and it would be fourth down and not even punt it and then you know yeah it's <laughs> jeff fisher oh, i miss boy. jeff fisher no you don't it was like yeah. a constant though it's nice to have like you know constants in your life right it's kind of nice mean, i guess uh, okay so spoiler alert times two because patrick reed is also emerging entirely into the final four from this bracket for me wow. you know again i'm going you know a little narrative here he's a match play guy and and when it comes down to a pressure putt it is patrick reed that is always making those pressure putts so it's just one of those things like neiman is really good and he has plenty of upside and he could absolutely emerge from this group um christian bezedenhut has been really good but i think this is patrick honestly i think this is tailor-made for Patrick Reed. So, yes, he can lose, but he's my guy here. I love it. Um, I guess, who do you think is better, uh, Louis Ustazen or, or Corey Connors, Joel? I'm going to go ahead with Louis. I like the way he's been playing. His cool. form has been really strong, so I'm, I'm going to take Louis there. And then Patrick Reed comes out. So. I'm taking Patrick Reed coming out, yep. That's easy. All right, so most of our final four, Sung Jae M and Bryson, and then on the other side we have Patrick Reed, and we're going to get to – the bottom half, we are in the Arnold Palmer division in the Tiger Woods Conference. Whoever put this together, I think it's adorable. I love it. Uh, top half of this, or top pod in this bracket, Xander Shoffley, Scotty Scheffler, Jason Day, Sullivan. I'm not sure who Sullivan is. Take a guess at what the A stands for. Aaron. Close. Andrew. Yeah. Andy. Okay. Andy. Yeah, Andy. Right. Who's Andy Sullivan? Have we talked about him? He's, a, he's another Euro Tour player. Oh, uh, okay. That's, I don't know any of those dudes. Whatever. All right. See you. Talk to me. This top four. Who would you like? Yeah. So this is another one that's sort of process of elimination for me. I think Joel might tell you that he's going to take Scotty Shuffler. I have no problem with that pick whatsoever. Uh, for this one, though, I, I'm going to go with the all-around game of Xander Shoffley. I, I just think – I just – Jason Day, I don't have any faith in. A, for, for seven rounds over five days. But B, his putter, I think, has been way off. Or it, it can be way off. Xander has kind of like, he's good at everything. He's not great at anything. Um, or as, I should say he's way above average at everything. And that's why I'm just going to go ahead and take Xander here. Love it. How about you, Joel? So I, I agree in the sentiment that Xander is the right pick from a bracket standpoint. But I don't like Xander from a DFS standpoint because of salary and how we're, there's other guys at the high range that I prefer. So from a DFS standpoint, if I'm picking out of this group, uh, I actually like Day. There are concerns with him lasting all these rounds in one weekend for sure, but he does well on periodic courses. He does well on match play. 
you know, this could be a spot where in an affordable day might look really strong. So that's my contrarian play for this group. I love it. And uh, we'll move down uh, a couple. Rory, Cam Smith, Lonto Griffin, Ian Poulter, Joel. Surprise enough, you do I'm it. Take Rory. Right. Are nope. you going to do it? Cam Smith here. I think uh, Cam Smith has been in really good form. He's playing, I think, a lot better than even DraftKings is giving him credit for. Uh, and I'm going to go back to the well here. I, I love the way he's playing. See ya. How about you? I love Cam Smith, too. Um, I mean, listen, if Roy Sabatini was in this group and not Roy McIlroy, I'd have something to consider. But give me Cam Smith. He's great. I mean, Cam Smith is just a really good golfer. Um, and especially when it's elite fields or elite competition, he's proven to be really good. And here we have most of the top 64 in the world. Most of. I love it. Uh, moving down, Daniel Berger, Harris English, Brendan Todd, and Mr. Van Royen. Uh, see ya. So this is another one where it's absolutely process of elimination. This is clearly the easiest group. And it's partly the easiest group because, well, I, theoretically, it's the easiest group because we don't really know where Daniel Berger's game is at. I mean, he had an MRI eight days ago. He subsequently withdrew from last week's tournament. We have the Masters on the horizon. Does he really want to? I mean, he's here to play, obviously, so he's going to try to do it. But is he really want to put his, you know, his rib cage, whatever that is, whatever's going on, you know, that many holes through five days? I, 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 I don't really see it. I mean, I, any hint of an aggravation is going to be like, oh, the Masters is too important. I'm out of here. So, and by the way, he probably hasn't been hitting a lot lately. I mean, if you have a rib cage issue and you just withdrew, you're probably not slinging, slinging the uh, golf clubs. So give me Brandon Todd because I think he's actually the best player and he can have a hot putter. I think he's the best player in this group considering Berger's issue. I love that. Joel, did you ever catch up with uh, Daniel Berger's dad by any chance? I, I unfortunately did not. No? Okay. We'll, we'll get back to you on that one. Not a big deal. Who do you think is coming out of this uh, this group? So I, I completely aligned with C's take on it except for I'm going to take Van Royen instead of Todd. Isn't it Eric Van Royen? Yep, I believe so. Why does it yeah. say F? I, 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 it freaked me out there for a second. It's oh. F Van Royen. So I, I like, told you that like they they, they like yeah. name these divisions which nobody else does, and they they've got some misprints on hmm. there. Oh, what the hell? We, Not we a need to write a, We need to write a letter. Let's write a letter to the WGCDTMP.com. Dot com. <laughs> uh, all right, last piece of the bracket: John Rom, Ryan Palmer. Shane Lowry, Sebastian Munoz. That's a fun one. That one is this your other group of death, Sia, potentially? This is a pretty tough group, but it seems you know, kind of tough. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that that Rory group with Cam Smith, Lanto, and Ian Poulter, I think, is a really tough group too, because Poulter's match play is really, really excellent. I just happen to be there's a, there's a couple that I think are really, mm -hmm. really hard. Um, but here, I'm going upset city here. Listen. The, the top seeds do not always emerge. In fact, they only emerge, I think, I think the stat is like 33% of the time that wow. like a, one of the top seeds is actually getting out of group play. So, uh, you know, you guys know I'm the president of the Ryan Palmer fan club, right? I thought that was is Joel. That, is, is the no, fan? Joel's no, the, Joel's oh, no, no, the president. No, no. Oh, no, no, no. no he's me. the president of the John, John, um, Joel Damon. I'm sorry. That's right. I apologize. He's got Joel too. Damon. He might have some stock in Sepp Straka. Who, by the way, could win over in Corrales this week? He's a good DFS play regardless because he's a birdie maker. Um, that starts Thursday morning for everybody listening in our Discord. I already put out some picks, but I'll have some more picks. Um, that's like your traditional DFS. The, you know, the, they yeah. don't have a ton of tournaments. 
but they have enough to like keep you excited. So reserve a spot in some of those tournaments for uh, the Corrales, and uh, we'll talk about that in Discord. But yeah, I, I am. Uh, I'm taking Ryan Palmer. He's a great ball striker. If you just look at him over the last like six or seven tournaments, I mean, he, w- with the exception of what I think it was the WGC Workday where he missed the cut or he was pretty terrible. Outside of that, his ball striking is great. So that doesn't make him better than Rom. But it does, it does give him a shot to emerge from this group, and that's really all I'm looking for. And I actually have Ryan Palmer going past Brandon Todd because consider that that next matchup is going to be in that, that sort of like easier group. So I could, I could have Ryan Palmer going two rounds, which I do, and then ultimately losing to what we'll, we'll find out in a second. But I like Ryan Palmer. Uh, Joel, anything different from this bottom yeah, pod? I thought I was going to be different by saying that, but I'm currently <laughs> not. So uh, I think, uh, listen, Rom obviously is, is a fair play. If you like Rom, there's nothing wrong with that. Rom, Rom looks good. But, yeah, I was going to make the same upset pick with, with Ryan Palmer. I think one other thing to keep in mind with Palmer here is, you know, he does have a tendency to maybe double on a hole or two, which won't hurt him at all here. So if he has a few really good holes, he wins and doubles here or there, that's fine. Yep. Yeah, exactly. doesn't really matter, but he can totally shoot incredibly for the other holes right like that's again it doesn't matter you could do really bad on one hole have an eight and but it doesn't matter because it's just like minus what minus one or is it zero what what is it if you lose a hole yeah you're losing i think it's minus one if you lose minus a hole. one that's easy and if you tie you get half a point if you win you get no so it's it's minus 0.75 excuse me so if okay. you win the hole it's plus three if you have the hole it's plus 0.75 if you lose the hole it's minus 0.75 and then of course they have the same sort of like um streak of three kind of like a birdie streak okay you're gonna get a plus five points um no holes lost is a plus seven and a half points bonus which is that that'd that's be hard gonna to do. be hard um but then again the hole's not played so for those the guys mm-hmm. that really dominate you're getting a plus 1.6 for every hole that's mm-hmm. not played love it love it love it love it um all right see so we're on the bottom half of this break so xander and cam smith who you got coming out um i've got cam smith i'm big Ooh. on him and then Cam Smith and Ryan Palmer in the final four. That this is this is this is like the Loyola versus like Houston bracket. I like this well, one. Well, that's the Elite Eight. Just to yeah. be clear, that's Correct. the Elite Eight. You said Final Four. Okay, gotcha. Well, who's who's Cam Smith versus Ryan Palmer? Who's going to the Final Four? It's our man Cam Smith. Damn, Joel, did you have that as well? Him in the Final Four, Cam Smith. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Who did you have? Palmer. Oh Jesus. Oh, maybe you should. Should we be co-presidents of the Ryan Palmer? Yeah. Do you want a co-president with me? We had to send out yeah, flyers and newsletters and stuff. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, all right, I'll call you after the show. <laughs> um, all right. So our final four is set. We have Sung J M, Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Reed, and Cam Smith, as chosen by our Win Daily Sports resident golf guys. I guess that's a cool way we could say it. Um, I guess who comes out uh, joel we'll start with you uh sungjay amber bryson dechambeau I, I my heart wants to pick sungjay but uh, what i'm seeing with bryson is just he's too good and i i think cm made a good point i think he's going to be intimidating to people i think they're going to see yeah, his and be like what the heck am i supposed to do with that so i'm taking bryson i love it uh see ya patrick reed camp smith um this is going to be patrick reed Ooh. all right and our final Bryson and Patrick Reed. I don't know who do you, I guess maybe I should pick. I don't know. How does this why, don't work? You, why don't you go around the horn? You go first okay. and then we'll I go think, the rest of the way. Two uh, out of I hate Patrick Reed more than I hate Bryson, so I'm going to go Bryson. See ya. How about you? Uh, so much hate, Michael. It's true. I should be more positive sometimes. My bad. 
That's no, funny. but everybody hates Patrick Reed, so it's He's fine. I don't worst. hate Patrick Reed, but you, you know what I hate about Patrick Reed before I give you my pick? It's like, okay, like he, he does things that are not like appropriate, like on the golf, but that doesn't bother me. I just, he's well, just a little, like a whiny bitch. Like it's annoying. Oh, okay, like just good. shut up, dude. Like shut okay. up. Well, Bryson's worse from a whiny bitch standpoint. I think Bryson's yeah. actually worse than Patrick Reed. But, but also, but, as I said before, it came like full circle on Bryson. Now I'm like back in because it's yeah, like, you. you know, well, it's weird. My my mind works. The uh, Patrick Reed chess, thing is, is when he does something that is like wrong or inappropriate, like people make it sound like he just like shot. Yeah, like a baby yeah relax i'm sure there's other golfers that are like probably doing some of this too and like they're not necessarily like the worst people but he's not doing himself any favors with that said patrick reed is my pick i was gonna say i'm pretty sure you're gonna know patrick reed there um joel you're the what? Uh, if we do get a reed bichambeau final i hope they're mic'd up because that would be so dude crazy. that would be electric <laughs> oh my god i'm in uh but i'm gonna take bryson bryson all right Bryson DeChambeau is coming out of the Wendelli Sports official bracket. Uh, kind of like hodgepodge together between three three guys. So that worked out. Um, I guess, so from a DFS standpoint, like again, we're, we're looking at the final eight, the elite eight, the grade eight, whatever we want to call it. Those are the guys that we're going to need to pick, right? And so I guess from your, the, the two of you, I guess, Joel, we'll start with you. I get like shares wise, we don't have to get super deep into it. We pretty much broke down every golfer at this point and, and everybody kind of knows how we feel about them. How are you kind of breaking down your DFS lineups? Cause as Sia said, you kind of have to be even on both sides and then you need at least one golfer from each. And then where's that second golfer coming from? So I guess, Joel, what, what is your, your uh, player pool look like? And I guess the shares uh, of them. Yeah, so what what I'm gonna say that, and I I think I understand your question right is <laughs> yeah, um, that, I didn't understand. <laughs> oh, you're good. I think the strategy is to take with what we did tonight with a bracket. I printed one out, and so like I'm going through each region, like so I can visually see it, and pick the spots. Right, like what we did tonight. Like I see the upset happening here, and then try and hone in on where you can see guys getting upset. Yeah, because we'll we'll see. Like I might even like you know trying to find a competitive spot. Will Zell Torres to come out of that bracket, but then he's going to come against DeChambeau. So that's not a good guy to keep put a lot of targets against because we like DeChambeau. Whereas if you go to the other side, right, you know, Palmer or Rom, like we hated that group that they're going to have to compete against in the season team. So that's the one that we really want to target because we, from our stance on how we build the bracket, took a stance that that group's probably going to advance. So that's how I'm building. I'm building it from the bracket first and then looking at who can I fit into my DFS lineups based on that. I love it. See ya. Any, any last words of wisdom? You're on mute. That's well. So the reason I was on mute is because I had nothing to add. I mean, no, wow. that's not the reason I was on. Wow, mute. wow, 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 wow. Yeah. No, the truth is that's how you have to do it. Again, find your indispensable parties, the guys you absolutely have to have in your lineup and then build out from there. And you, you've got to use your bracket to do that. So that's, that's the way to do it. And again, you, you can find the cheap guys by finding those guys that maybe you don't think are going to advance quite as far i love it but you um, do want them to advance to the elite eight like exactly. optimally you'd want them to advance to the elite eight do you have to have the winner to win this tournament in in most dfs situations assuming right yeah i would probably say you're you're most likely going to need the winner more so than anything else so uh you know if, you know if you get four of the elite eight with the winner as long as the winner's not like the most owned guy you should mm -hmm. be in good shape um whereas like yeah I, 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 that's better than just getting like six of the elite eight and then not, and then somehow none yeah. of your you know, advance. Yeah. Um, see, I apologize. I think you might've said it before, but I don't know. I was probably doing something. 
is there what's the scoring for winning making it to the final final four and elite eight because it's not just top one it's not top one two through five i'm assuming i'm assuming it's kind of broken down a little bit further well you you get five points for matches one so i i think that just carries over throughout the tournament you're going to get an extra five points with all those points you're also going to accumulate in the match itself and if if a match is halved it's going to be plus two points cool um so the last part is there going to be a secret weapon this week? It's kind of hard for there to be one. I think if there's a week to sit out, it's got to be this one, right? Yeah, I don't think it really makes a lot of sense because because of the group play at the front end. It doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense. Yeah, it's very confusing. All right, well then, bets, boys. I've got two outrights. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no first-round leader, right? Because none right. of that makes sense. So that's my favorite one. That's right out the window. Right. A lot of matchups, uh, which will be fun. I'm assuming you can bet on each of these groups, which... There we go. That's going to be a blast. And what I will say is check out the Better Golf podcast with Sticks and Spencer. I'll make sure to put a link in the description so you can check it out. But they will be breaking this down 100% from the betting angle and who they like and who they don't and the best books to get them at. It is incredible. Sticks finds these golfers that they're like plus 200 on one site and then I'm like plus 350 on another for top 40s and he's like yeah I'm gonna just take those extra 150 points if you're gonna give them to me dummy so definitely check them out they're incredible they're super smart and it's been a lot of fun telling them and making some money so see I guess I'll start with you what are what are some of the bets this week by the way the, the group play like this is such a cool tournament to bet on because you know just betting you know one or sometimes two guys out of out of a group you know if you want to like kind of hedge yourself a mm-hmm. little bit almost everybody's getting plus money. So you can take a guy that's, you know, plus 180 and a guy that's like plus 335 and you're going to come out on top either way. You just need to make sure two of those, one of those two that you picked actually emerges. I actually do that a lot in three balls. I'll take maybe one of the longer shots that I actually like plus the favorite and and hopefully that guy in the middle doesn't win and and I'll lay a little bit more on one of those two to make Mm -hmm. sure I make either a lot of money or I break even. So this is such a fun tournament to bet, but I have have some outrights for you. I mean, I got to put Patrick Reed in there because... I have him winning this thing, but I, I'll agree that, you know, Bryson is probably a better shot to win, but I'm getting 28 to one on Patrick Reed, which I like. Terrell Hatton, 33 to one. I actually don't even think that's a great number. Cam Smith at 35 to one. I don't think that's a great number either, but I am going to be betting those two, um, Terrell Hatton and Cam Smith. Uh, here's some fun ones. You're not going to get super long odds, Bobby. These are the top yeah. 64, and you're not you're not putting your money on you know Rosner and some of these guys like a Wiesberger. So like you can feel free to do that. You've just Watson, given your money away. Whoever the hell that guy is. Yeah, Randy Watson from <laughs> Sexual Chocolate. Um, but uh, Sergio at 45 to one. Listen, this is this is home turf for him. Uh, same with Answer, so you'll probably get a good number on him. But Sergio probably has the makeup to actually win this thing, even though I didn't pick him over Terrell Hatton. That doesn't mean 45 to 1 isn't a pretty good number. And then my super long shot, um, if you want to call it that, because it's a 90 to 1. I just think this guy's a really good golfer, and he's got a tough road. He's going to have to beat Morikawa. He's going to have to beat Victor Hovland. He's going to have to beat Bryson DeChambeau just to get to the Final Four. Uh, his name is Max Homa, and he's really good at golf, so 90 to 1's a good number. I love it. Joel, anything for you? Yeah, I like that. I like the Homa pick, so I'm going to give one super long shot. I think... I went down narrative street a little bit and you know yes. uh dylan fratelli you know is in this area he we've seen him get hot for a week and the main reason we're, we're going this far down is because we're getting 175 to one yes so All right. that is really so in uh i'm just thinking listen this guy this is his home course and he can get hot on his home course for a weekend and this is a lot of holes guys are going to wear down 
anything can happen. So that's my long shot play. And then I'll, I have two 90 to one plays also. Uh, sorry, nope, 70 to one plays also. Ryan Palmer and Jason Cockrack. I think both guys are just a little undervalued. They probably should be a, a little worse odds. So I just think it's a good number for both of them. I love it. Yep. I love it. Are there any in terms of the matchups that you guys are liking? Any anything that really sticks out um, to what you're seeing? In terms of like coming out of a group? Yeah, we have some group um, like this Tony Finau. So we have Tony Finau, Will Zalatoris, Kokrak, and Fratelli. I mean, you can get Fratelli to come out of the group at plus 410, Kokrak to come out of the group at plus 285. There's some juicy numbers out there. Ooh. This is going to be fun. See ya, yeah, Joel, but, and anything? Uh, you know, I'm scanning the group play, but but I scanned it earlier, and there really are some like interesting stands to take because you're getting such a good plus number on some of these guys. And if you can, if you find a group where you're like, listen, I just don't believe two of those four guys have a shot here. If you can X them out, you're getting really good plus money on one of the two you have remaining, and it's a fun sweat. I mean, that's a three day sweat because they're they're having to play that round robin, so you're not going to cash it until Friday. But as I look here. I mean, I mean, Max Homa's plus 300. I mean, I, you know, JT Poston, Billy Horschel, Colin Morikawa. I think that's a decent number. Um, Justin Thomas at plus 138. I know I know Joel likes, uh, that is a tough group. I'm not so sure about that one. DJ at plus 110. Assuming he cares, who's going <laughs> to beat DJ? Kevin Na, Robert McIntyre, Adam Long. I know plus 110 isn't a great number, but it's DJ. Imagine a scenario where you're getting a plus number and DJ only has to beat three other guys and two of them are named Robert McIntyre and Adam Long. I mean, <laughs> what? Like that seems like a gift to me. Yeah. That's that's what I'm I'm just scanning it now as well and yeah, Bryson's plus 125. Xander Shoffley, Sia who you were on plus 150. Again, all these guys are not going to win. But I mean, they're all Paul Casey. Paul Casey actually has better odds than Webb Simpson. If you think Webb Simpson's going to come out plus 175, like again, these are some pretty sweet odds and they only have to beat three other guys who one of them's probably just going to blow up. Hopefully it's just not the guy you pick. So they're really only picking two other guys. Like, I don't know. It's pretty crazy. Joel, anything? Yeah, I was going to say, I thought the Webb Simpson having longer odds at, uh, than Paul Casey was interesting. Uh, I like Sergio. You're getting just over two to one plus 220. Mm. Uh, and you know what? I like taking a shot at Eric Van Ring at a four to one. If you like fading Berger, uh, because of his injury, Harris English has recently shown an injury. That could be a, uh, a vulnerable group where taking a long shot makes sense. So even uh, Brendan Todd at plus 335 might, might make sense. Yeah, and I you could take them both because it's such a high plus number. I mean, it's like plus 335 and plus 400. If Daniel Berger bows out or is just not interested for some reason, like all of a sudden, you know, the, 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 that plus 335 and that plus 400 – if you take burger out of it, that you know, imagine how much that goes down. So you get like I, I feel like there's built-in value there. I like that one. That one actually sounds like a lot of fun. Um, guys, this has been absolutely fantastic. As always, wacky, wacky golf tournament, the uh, WGC DTMP. As I uh, can we trademark that one, Sia, for me, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, I'm working on it right now. Thank you. Yeah, I thought yeah. so. I I was looking at my notes at one point. I knew, I noticed you. Uh, look away. Um, a little bit of personal news uh, to everyone, the, all the viewers, S guy included, mostly S guy because he's literally been with us the entire time. So we appreciate you, Joe. I will no longer be on the Wind Daily Sports Show. I got a job, and they're not going to let me do this, uh, which is kind of a drag. But I love you too. I love all the viewers. I'll still be hanging around Discord. So if you have any questions, you can still at me. But it has been a uh, it's been an incredible ride. C and I started this last April, May when we were kind of bored and quarantine here we are a year later 
still crushing these golf shows. Obviously, you're in good hands. I'm just here for comedic relief. I just add literally zero to this show other than that. So C and Joel will be taking it forward, uh, taking it just the two of them moving forward. And uh, actually, a couple weeks ago, you kind of got the preview just by happenstance. So it worked out. Great show as always. So appreciate you guys. So I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thanks, guys. Thanks for all the winners. I appreciate it. Appreciate the hell out of you, you guys. You are the host with the proverbial most. Thank you. And uh, it's a great show with you. It'll be a good show without you. Not yeah. great. But but you have stated now on the record. I'm a lawyer, so these things yes. matter. You yeah, have no stated way. on the record that you will be sort of hanging out, uh, being a part of that Wind Daily Sports yes. family still, uh, just not sort of front and center um, yes. with your mustache on camera. So. He's not really going anywhere. You're just not going to see him as much. That's how I'm taking that. Yes. So it's not goodbye. It's just like, oh, he's not there, but he's he's really he's he's right over there. It's you won't get you right unfortunately there. you can't see me in this mustache as much, and you won't be able to hear this sweet sultry voice as much either. So I'm gonna miss that. Um, but I appreciate you guys and Chris. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate it. Letter I, campaign. We certainly Chris, had a lot of fun. If you can find. A pretty good amount of money. I'll stick around, but unfortunately, <laughs> not going to look like it's working out. What do you got, Joel? I was going to say we certainly had a lot of fun with you over the last, you know, eight months doing it in the show. Like, like she said, it won't be the same without you. Uh, we can't possibly carry it uh, as well as we did with with you hosting it. But uh, you know, you'll you'll certainly be missed on here, and and we're looking forward to hopefully one day maybe getting you back. Hey, man, anything is possible. And don't worry, Joel, uh, I'm still going to play fantasy baseball with you. I promise oh. you that. Don't worry. Don't worry. I know that was what you were worried about. Don't worry. We're good. I'm still going to crush yes. it and your friends. Um, See, so yeah, where can everyone find you on the internet? They can find me in Discord, uh, windailysports.com. They can find me on Instagram at Cianajad Sports. And they can find me on Twitter at Cianajad. Love it. Joel, where can everyone find you? At Draftmaster Flex. On Twitter, on Instagram, everywhere. That's where I'll be. Last we flex, flex for, Yeah, for, Joel, you for got us. Last, last one. Oh, yeah. Let's go. You can find me at Michael Rosiel one You can find us at Windaily Sports at csadwindailysports.com backslash chat. Seven free days in that expert Discord chat where you can still talk to yours truly. Uh, if you haven't already, smash the like button on YouTube and please give us a five-star review on the podcast. So for Sia, for Joel, for all the incredible people in the chat over the year. I appreciate each and every one of you and hope you make it a very profitable one last time. See you get that patent pending or whatever ready. WGCDTMP. Bye, everybody. Sports. Sports. Sports.